Welcome to the Stone Builders Hour with Pastor Gary and Elder JC. Hello, Tallahassee. God bless all of you for tuning in to the Stone Builders Hour today. The Stone Builders, you know, we're a unique faith talk show sharing the good news with you. And last week, we shared the seven holy days with a focus on first fruits and Pentecost. Yes. Now, this week, we're going to concentrate on the remaining holy days trumpets, All right. tabernacle, mm-hmm. Purim, mm-hmm. and the eighth day, days of atonement. All right. And Colossians 1.16 tells us, For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. Yes. Mm. All things were created by him and for him. Boy, that's pretty obvious now with the coronavirus uh, 19. Yes. Uh, The Bible mentions seven holy days known as feasts or festivals. Again, they are Passover, Unleavened bread, first fruits, and I love that first fruits and being able to give the best of what I have to offer. Pentecost, trumpets, tabernacles, Purim, and the Day of Atonement. Of those eight, seven are commanded in the Mosaic Law. Passover is not one of them, but it starts the beginning of the Holy Feast. Today, our goal is to share insight into the remaining holy days Pastor mentioned above. Praise God. So this week, this week is Passover. Yes, it is. And Passover is a New Testament celebration. Paul writes about it in 1 Corinthians 5, 7. For even Christ, our Passover is sacrificed for us. Mm. That's why he's the Lamb of God. Yes. It's his blood we apply to the lentils and doorposts of our hearts so that the destroying angel will pass over us on the final day of judgment. Ah, uh, Lord, just pass over. Yes, right on by. I, let me put my finger out like my thumb out, like I'm passed by. Like when we get away from calling it Passover, it's easy to miss many rich lessons. And one of them, when we talk about Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread, I will have to remove the yeast from the house in order to fall in line with the commandment. Praise God. The Almighty must show us us from those Old Testament stories. First of all, the Last Supper. Yes. And final discourse, which Yeshua gives his disciples in John 14, 16. It all. No, it's, it's 14 through 16. Oh, 14 yeah, through that's 16. Yeah, big discourse. Okay. Two chapters. All right. All happened at Passover just before Yeshua was sacrificed. And remember, It is his sacrifice that removes all of our sins. Boy, that was Mm. awesome to lay down your life knowing. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And uh, John, when J.C. said, in John 14, 1, it starts with a nugget. Mm. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. Yes. And in that last chapter of uh, that 16th chapter, John 16, because it's John 14, uh, chapter 14, chapter 15, and chapter 16. Mm-hmm. But the last verse in John 16, 33, he says, 
These things mm-hmm. I have spoken unto you that in me you might have peace. All right. In the world, oh, you shall have tribulation. Mm. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. The, that's what's going on right, right now. now. Everything yes. shut down. Yes. People losing their homes. They don't have any food. We did a farm share today and it was packed. Yes, it was. But be of good cheer. Yes. I'm happy right now. Praise God. I have overcome the world. He did that for us. Yes. For a true blessing, study all the scriptures in between. So that's 14, 15, and 16. Yes. To get a true handle on what the Almighty and what, uh, as, a, as he is the Son of God and what he's saying. Now, let's get started on the remaining holy days, the trumpet, tabernacle, yes. Purim, and that eighth one, Day of Atonement. All right. Well, radio family, we're going to take time to hear from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Take me to the king. I don't have much to bring. My heart's torn in pieces. It's my offering. Take me to the king. My name is Anne-Marie Baker, and I used to have severe, excruciating right arm and neck pain. Thanks to spinal decompression therapy from Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center, I no longer have any pain or discomfort, and my issues were resolved without having any surgery. Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center has helped me enjoy my life again. At Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center, we unlock your potential to be the best version of you build your body to excellent health. Hi, my name is Dr. Powell, and we take pride in giving you fast and friendly service that is tailored to your needs. We provide safe, comfortable, and effective treatments using state-of-the-art equipment. Life is full of adjustments, so get yourself realigned for a better, healthier future today. Call 402-9061. That's 402-9061. Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center. Online at dynamicspineandwellness.com. Guess who? It's me, Elder JC, asking your support for Livingstone's Parenting Engagement Services. What is it? It will help parents be more active in their children's lives. Other ways to support? Donate online at WeLivingStones.org or call us at 850-219-0091. Remember, your donation is tax deductible. Man, what did you get on that math test? Dude, I failed it. I got an F. Bro, it was kind of hard, but I got to be on it. I thought I knew the answers, but I missed some days from school. Were you sick? Nah, just didn't feel like coming. Look, man, every day you miss school, you fall further behind in your classes. You miss information that help you pass quizzes and tests. It's important that you come to school. Don't become a statistic. When you skip school, you miss out on your potential. For more information, contact the Leon County Schools Office of Prevention, Intervention, Equity, and Services at 487-7306. We're back. Well, to... uh to go over, I don't know, even though just like that previous uh, scripture, even though uh, we're in the midst of tribulations, you have to have peace and joy. And I just thank God for the joy of the Lord to be upon JC and I on our children, on our children's children, children. on our siblings, yes. on our siblings, children's children. We just know that we're covered by the blood. Well, be of good cheer. Jesus said it himself. Be of good 
chair. And this takes more muscles to frown than it is to smile. It only takes three muscles to smile and about a hundred of them to frown. So what do we want to do more of? Be of good cheer. Praise God. I'm going to try to stay focused here right now. So let's let's, let's start with uh, the trumpet. What is the Feast of Trumpets? Yes. Now, the Feast of Trumpets marks the beginning of 10 days of the consecration and repentance before God. Mm. It is one of the seven uh, Hebrew festivals or feasts appointed by the Almighty. And one of the three feasts that occur in the fall, the Feast of the Trumpet, it began on the first day at the new moon Mm -hmm. of the seventh month. It name comes from the command to blow the trumpets. Yes. Uh, Like in Leviticus 23, 24, it says, speak unto the children of Israel, saying in the seventh month, in the first day of the month. Shall ye have a Sabbath, a memorial of blowing of trumpets and holy convocation? Now, if you really, now if you if you really are serious, now since everybody is not allowed out because the stay-at-home <laughs> order, there's no reason not to get out get your, your Bible yes. and study, and, and and especially this one right now, Numbers twenty-nine one through six. That's going to go a little bit more detail about blowing of that trumpet. Okay. And one of the things that when we talk about these feasts, we're talking about these are the ones that occur in the fall. So we're talking about September, October timeframe. Uh, but in uh, another feast, that's which means head of the year is Rosh Hashanah, because it marks the beginning of the Hebrew civil calendar. During this celebration, no kind of work was to be performed. Mm. I don't know that we're not talking about. It's almost as though it's coinciding of us, most of us not working (laughs) or working from home. But burnt offerings and a sin offering were to be brought before the Lord. The Feast of Trumpets was important for several reasons. First, it commemorated the end of the agricultural and festival Mm. year. And one of the things that we have, we just uh, read some news reports. One of the things that's happening with Florida right now is a lot of our fruits and vegetables are being destroyed because they cannot be sold. Uh, There was a place out of, um, I think, out of St. Pete who was actually selling tomatoes by uh boxes boxes for just five dollars so when we talk about commemorating the end of the the restaurants are closed yes and can't farmers don't have any they'll probably have a market right right. now well 80 percent of their market were restaurants so that goes to show you uh the impact so we would almost even though we're in the spring that think of that fall all of that uh harvest that's going to waste Also, the Day of Atonement, which we'll talk about later, fell on the 10th day of this month, and the Festival of Booths began on the 15th day. The blowing of the trumpets on the first day of the month herald a solemn time of Mm. preparation for the Day of Atonement, and the preparation time was called 10 Days of Repentance or the Days of All. That's very interesting, all meaning kind of amazement. Mm. The trumpet sound was an alarm of sorts and can be understood as a call to introspection and repentance 
Boy, mm. Tallahassee audience, are we should yeah. be in that mode of introspection and repentance of our yes. lives. I think we need to really start looking at what is really important in these days. Yes, indeed. The Feast of the Trumpets, along with the other six festivals of the Almighty, gave aspects of Jesus Christ's ministry. Yes, it did. The prophets of old linked the blowing of the trumpets to a, a future day of judgment, mm. as in Joel 2.1. And Joel 2.1 says, Blow the trumpet in Zion. Sound the alarm on my holy hill. Mm. Let all who live in the land tremble, yeah. for the day of the Lord is coming. It is close at hand. Also, uh, Zephaniah, Zephaniah. Zephaniah. I need a cup of coffee. <laughs> 114 says, The great day of the Lord is near. It is near. And haste greatly. Even the voice of the day of the Lord, the mighty man shall cry there bitterly. And in verse 16 says, a day of the trumpet and alarm against the fenced cities and against the high towers. Whoa! Or when you think about it, our churches are closed. Yes. Uh, when you think about it, a lot of people are in fear. Just the fact that on a regular basis, um, I usually try to stock up on things like alcohol, witch hazel peroxide, and there was always plentiful supply. But now we can't even get our hands on alcohol. Mm. So what does it also tell you? That there is fear in the land. But, you know, uh, what is it? I think it's uh, 2 Timothy says, God does not give us the spirit of fear, fear? but of power, power and of love and a sound mind. Mm. So tell us, we, we need a sound <laughs> mind. Toilet doing this. Right. Can't eat toilet paper. <laughs> Um, in the New Testament, we see the Lord's second coming will be accompanied by the sound of a trumpet. Yeah. As in 1 Corinthians 15. So it's in the old and, and the new. new. Yes, it is. 51 through 52. Uh, that's one of the things I wanted to say. We need to also spend time in the Old Testament because it does predict what the future holds. Uh, but 1 Corinthians 15, 51 to 52 states, Behold, I show you a mystery. Mm. We shall not all sleep. I love this verse. But we shall all be changed in a moment, mm. in the twinkling <laughs> of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound. Mm. And the dead shall be raised incorruptible, mm. and we shall be changed. Wow, a new body. And first Thessalonians 4, 16 through 17 says, For the Lord himself mm. shall descend from heaven with a shout, mm. with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds wow. to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Praise ah, God. I love that. Ever and ever and ever. And each of the judgments, that's a must read. And that's a must read. You have to review Revelations 8 and nine mm -hmm. chapters eight and nine those are 
the judgments. It also signaled by a trumpet. Yes. Just as the shofar. Now, a shofar, a shofar, it's a ram's horn trumpet. Mm -hmm. uh, it was used by the ancient Hebrews in religious ceremonies and as a battle uh, signal. Now it's sounded at uh, uh, holidays such as Rosh Hashanah, sometimes uh, at, at uh, various church services. Uh, church services. Yes. Uh, we have been in, in those that, that's a hard horn. You got to have a lot of horn, yes. a lot of air. Yes, you have the air, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but that, that battle cry, that horn is a rallying point and is calling the followers of Yeshua to turn their attention to the Almighty Elohim and ready themselves for the Day of Atonement. I do want to go back. I'm, I'm going to have to find this first because when we were reading that about being caught up in the sky, but there is a verse, I believe it comes from Revelation that says that when we see him, mm. We will be just like him. Praise so God. that we know will be our eternal uh, bodies. But pastor, since we have three more holidays to review, let's discuss the Feast of the Tabernacle. Okay. First, what is the Feast of Tabernacles or Booths? That's B-O-O-T-H-S or Sukkot. The Feast of Tabernacles, Tabern no, that's a hard word to say, Tabernacles <laughs> is also known as the Feast of Booths and Sukkot. That is the seventh and last feast the Lord commanded Israel to observe. And one of three feasts Hebrews were to observe each year by going to appear before the Lord your God in the place which he shall choose. Mm, he decides. Mm. Deuteronomy 16, 16 says, Three times in a year shall all thy males appear before the Lord thy God in the place which he shall choose, in the feast of unleavened bread, and in the feast of weeks, and in the feast of tabernacles. And they shall not appear before the Lord empty. He expecting to bring something. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Hey, first fruits. Yes. Mm -hmm. So the importance of the Feast of Tabernacles can be seen in how many places it is mentioned in Scripture. And one of the things that I always find so fascinating we're only talking about seven feasts. God is not complicated. I think so many of us, we make him so complicated yeah. or that we need to pray. I mean, that was one of the real issues that Jesus had with the Pharisees and the Sadducees because they were following the law. Mm. And God only gave them, gave us 10 commandments and he wants us to honor him in seven feasts. Mm. And what did they do? They made a thousand laws. Yes. Uh, you know, the whole fact that they couldn't eat until they washed their hands. Well, you, you want to do that anyway. I, that's one of the things I'm having issues with now with this virus. That's right. The people stop washing their hands somewhere along the line. I always, and I love when people, uh, when you look at Facebook and people put in things like how the olden days, how we used to wash dishes and all of that yeah. with bleach and things of that nature. 
I still use bleach all the time. So right. somehow we stopped doing that. Is that the reason why we have viruses uh, and flu? We stopped feeding dandelions. <laughs> mom would always go out into our backyard. Yes. Those are weeds, mom. Yeah. No, and next thing you know, you're having dandelions on your salad. That's you're drinking true. dandelion tea. Yep. So uh, our parents are old school. And yep. sometimes we got oh, away, wait. just like in the Old Testament, we got away from a lot of things in the new. That we were And because do. all we had to do was follow the Ten Commandments. Yep. That was the basis. And that came directly from uh, the Almighty. Uh, JC, before we go uh, any further, let's take some time to hear from our sponsor because I know we're going to be talking about that Feast of the Tabernacles. Yes. And also, we'd like to invite you, uh, a radio family, uh, to become a team builder and join us. Uh, uh, as a stone builder partner uh, to help us stay on the air. Uh, so we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, where the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord to give thanks to his name, the name of the Lord. In Jerusalem. Man, do I love card night. You ready, boys? You got a king? Go, fish that! Oh, come on! <laughs> this is WWE superstar Titus O'Neil. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Learn more at 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. When you're online, you're not invisible and you don't have as much privacy as you think. Hi, this is Dewey Rio with Noble, the National Organization of Black Law Enforcement Executives. Information you share online can be used by hackers or predators to identify you, your family, even where you live. Here are some ways you can stay safe online. Never post personal information like your cell phone number, home phone number, address, or current location. When creating a screen name, don't include personal information like your last name or date of birth. Never send photos to people you've met online. Don't meet in person with someone you've met on the internet. If someone asks to meet you, tell a trusted adult right away. Don't share your password with anyone. Never download or install anything on your computer or phone without first checking with your parents. This message is presented by this radio station and the North Florida chapter of Noble. For more information, visit noblenorthflorida.com and together we can promote justice by action. Guess who? It's me, Elder JC, asking your support for Livingstone's Parenting Engagement Services. What is it? It will help parents be more active in their children's lives. Other ways to support? Donate online at welivingstones.org or call us at 850-219-0091. Remember, your donation is tax deductible. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, as mentioned, uh, you can become a stone builder uh, by donating to Living Stones on our website. It's easy. Uh, just go to welivingstones.org. Yes. Or do a cash app at dollar signs, dollar signs, LStones51. Mm-hmm. And uh, it doesn't matter what the amount is because God knows what your heart is. And the sacrificial, the sacrificial gift 
especially in this time, that's how you get a blessing. Yes. And also knowing that you are, you will have prayer warriors uh, at all times uh, uh, standing in the gap for you. Also, if you would like to promote your business or nonprofit agency, uh, send me an email uh, to uh, Gary, G-A-R-Y, at WeLivingStones.org. Matter of yeah. fact, while you're on our website, just visit our website. Matter of fact, go to Facebook, uh, our Facebook okay. page, yeah. uh, Living Stones, uh, Tallahassee, and uh, stay in touch with us. That way, we're on Instagram, we're on uh, tw- uh, Twitter, yes. LinkedIn, and also, uh, we're on Spotify. You can hear our past programs, mm-hmm. and even this one here. If you miss it, uh, 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 Thursday evening, uh, you can go to Spotify, TuneIn, Google, uh, Pod, Google yes. uh, SoundCloud, SoundCloud. Our main one is SoundCloud. Yes, and uh, so you can uh, just just we're just here to we're just uh, following the Lord as He orders our step. We just want to be uh, faithful servants uh, to Him, so we always enjoy glorifying Him. All right, Pastor. We're gonna get back to Bible. Study. Oh, that's right. That's right. But, what are we doing? What are we talking I think about? it's important uh, to just know that God does things not only decently and in order, but when we launched this uh, program, we did it around the October time frame, yeah. long before this virus thing kicked off. So, when in a, in a way. We were getting ready to be prepared to bring the good news to you, uh, the audience, and to anyone who wants to listen and to really start getting back to the basics. Yeah. Your church is your home right now. Yes. Yes, it is. uh, And uh, social media. Uh, this is all right, this is gonna be this is going to be I'm not gonna say a new normal because nothing's normal anymore. Hopefully not. But whatever happened yesterday, it's gonna be changed today and tomorrow. <laughs> uh, but as stated earlier, in the Bible we see many important events that took place at the time of the Feast of Tabernacles. For one thing, It was at this time that Solomon's temple was dedicated to the Lord in 1 Kings 8.2. And you see, we always come back to that Old Testament. We keep coming back. And all the men of Israel assembled themselves unto King Solomon at the feast in the seventh month. Boy, how would that look to see Mm. all the men men assembled? Praising the Lord. In the seventh month. Yes. I think that would be awesome to see. Hmm. It was also at the Feast of Tabernacles that the Israelites, who had returned to rebuild the temple, gathered together to hear Ezra proclaim the word of God to them. That's in Nehemiah 8. Hmm. Ezra's preaching resulted in a great revival as the Israelites confessed their sins and repented of them. Could you imagine? That's almost like an outbreak of the Holy Spirit, even though they didn't know it as such, but they knew God was with them during this time period. It was also during this feast that Jesus said, if anyone Anyone. thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, 
out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. And that's John 7, 37 through 39. And a lot of these events of Passover, Jesus going to the upper room, uh, when he went to the Garden of Gethsemane, where he actually, uh, in prayer, drew drops of blood. Uh, When Judas came to portray him, these events are recorded in Matthew 26, 17 through 75. Mark 14, 12 through 72, Luke 22, 7 through 62, and John 13, 1 through 38. So it, all of the prophets actually considered this event so important to have it recorded. Praise God. And, and please uh, study uh, Nehemiah 8, uh, because, uh, and that just gives some detail. It also gives people's names. Yes, it, it calls out folks in, in in that, and so and it's also nice to be uh, known or uh, someone to know your name. Uh, so that that's so awesome. So the so the feast of the tabernacle takes place on the seventh month of the Hebrew calendar, mm-hmm. and as we talked about earlier, occurs in late September to mid October. The feast begins five days after the Day Mm, of Atonement. mm. And at that time, the fall harvest had just been completed. It was a time of celebration and jubilation as the Israelites celebrated God's continued provision for them in the current harvest and remembered his provision and protection during that 40 years in the wilderness. Because mm. after you eat manna for 40 years, you're kind of happy to have uh, some... We, uh, and, and we complaining <laughs> about ch- eating chicken all the time. <laughs> I think I would... It was Woo. supposed to have the taste. It, just imagine finding a wafer on the ground and having to collect it before the evening because it would yeah. just melt away. And you couldn't store it. You wow. have to eat it right, right then and there. But it had enough nutrition to sustain you until the next day. So I think a lot of us can pull ourselves yeah. away from that Those table. folks were healthy. Those <laughs> men, like John, they had six packs. They were warriors. Yes. There was no fat. I'm embarrassed right now. Forgive me, Lord. I repent. I repent. I got this excess weight. And all I know is that they was in that desert and they yes. was walking around. And plus they were practicing because when, when they got together, everyone knew about them, uh, them Israelites out yeah. there in the desert. Right. They, and all the other kingdoms were afraid. Hope they don't come this way. <laughs> Praise God. So we find God's instructions for celebrating the Feast of Tabernacles again in Leviticus 23. Important verse because it goes through all of the holy days. Given at a point in history right after God had delivered Israel from bondage in Egypt. The feast was to be uh, celebrated each year on the 15th day of the seventh month and was to run for seven days. That's a party. Yeah, that that's a celebration. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think some people got it right, you know, even when their own birthdays, they want to celebrate them all month or the all week. Yeah. So this is this is a celebration for God. Praise and God. like all feasts, it began begins with a holy convocation or Sabbath day, 
when the Israels were, were to stop working to set aside the day for worshiping the Almighty. Praise God. Mm. And on each day of the feast, they were to give an offering mm. made by fire to the Lord. And then after seven days of feasting, Again, the eighth day was to be a holy convocation when they were to cease from work and offer another sacrifice to God mentioned in Leviticus 23. Now that one was lasting eight days. The Feast of Tabernacle begins and ends with a Sabbath day of rest. After all that party, you got to rest. <laughs> During the eighth day of the feast, the Israelites would dwell in booths, just like JC said, the, uh, the Feast of Booths, or tabernacles that were made from the branches of trees. Now, once again, you got to go back. I'm not going to say read. I'm going to say you got to go back, go back and, and study, study Leviticus yeah. 23, uh, 40 through 42. Praise God. And I think also there are some who believe that it was likely during the Feast of Tabernacles that Jesus was born. While most Christians celebrate Christ's birth on December the 25th, mm. most scholars acknowledge that this tradition began in the 4th century mm. by the Roman Catholic Church, and the exact day of Jesus' birth is really oh, unknown. Yeah. Some of the evidence that Jesus might have been born early in the year during the Feast of the Tabernacles include the fact that it would be unlikely for shepherds hmm. to still be in the field with their sheep in December. Yeah, it's cold. cold. Yeah. <laughs> and remember, the feasts that we're celebrating are occurring in the fall, September and October. So that's the middle. December is the middle of winter. Yeah. Which, but it would have been more likely they were in the fields tending sheep at the time of the Feast of the Tabernacles. So there's a strong possibility that Jesus was born at the time of the Feast of Tabernacle. It's also seen in words that John wrote in John 1.14. Mm. And he said, And the Word became flesh mm -hmm. and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The word John chose to speak of Jesus dwelling among us is the word tabernacle, hmm. which simply means to dwell in a tent. Some believe it is very likely that John intentionally used this word to associate the first coming of Christ with the Feast of Tabernacle. Hmm. Yeshua came in the flesh to dwell among us for just a temporary time, when he was born in that manger. Yes. And he is the coming, he is coming again to dwell among us as the Lord of Lords. While it cannot be established with certainty that Yeshua was born during the Feast of Tabernacle, I'm just saying that some people believe there is a strong possibility the Feast of Tabernacle not only looks forward to his second coming, but also reflects on his first coming. coming. Hmm. Just a quick thing on that, too. It, the Feast of the Tabernacles also commemorates Israel's wandering in the wilderness and the end of the harvest. Yes. The observance began on the 15th of day that we mentioned. 
and there was a holy assembly on the first and eighth days, as we mentioned. So I could see that as a true possibility mm -hmm. that Jesus was born during that time rather than the middle of winter. Mm -hmm. Well, time for a break, and we will be right back. in to the Stone Builders Hour, a unique talk show hosted by Pastor Gary and Elder JC every Thursday at 5 o'clock on Wave 94.1. Carter's Corner provides expert athletic consulting to agencies, sports programs, and families. Services include fundraising, community events, football camps, career planning, and vending. Carter's Corner offers quality coaching to athletes and highlights their actions on the field and classrooms to college recruiters. Call Sam Carter, 850-510-6702, or email carterscorner at me.com. Carter's Corner is also a 501. My name is Rodney Vickers and I suffered from excruciating pain and discomfort in both legs and I was told there was nothing that I could do. After consulting with Dr. Powell at the Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center, I began a nerve restoration program and today I am able to walk and run without any pain and I am in better shape than I've been in years. At Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center, we unlock your potential to be the best version of you and build your body to excellent health. Hi, my name is Dr. Powell, and we take pride in giving fast and friendly service that is tailored to your needs. We provide safe, comfortable, and effective treatments using state-of-the-art equipment. Life is full of adjustments, so get yourself realigned for a better, healthier future today. Call 402-9061. That's 402-9061. Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center. Online at dynamicspineandwellness.com. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Stone Builders Hour with Pastor Gary and Elder JC. My, 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 my. Time flies by when you're having fun. Yay. Praise God. Learning about the Feast of Tabernacle, uh, the Feast of the Trumpet. Yes. And praise God that uh, we have. Uh, the Old and New Testament as our toolkit that we can use to, to manage our lives. But we're still going to review uh, the Feast of Purim and the Days of Atonement. So, Ms. JC, take it away. Okay, then. So, what is the Feast of Purim? Just the word Purim. Uh, the Feast of Purim. Yeah, Purim. <laughs> is that the right word? Yeah, it, okay. must, it might be. Um, but we'll see. No, not quite. The right. Feast of Purim is a holy day to celebrate the deliverance of the Jews as recorded in the book of Esther. So here we come. Now we find uh, Esther coming into the equation. It is also known as the Feast of Lots. That's what Purim means in Hebrew, the Feast of Lots. Okay. The feast is not mentioned in the New Testament, although scholars believe the unnamed feast of John 5.1 could be Purim. And it states, after this, there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. So in Esther, though, 9.26-32, 
Haman, remember Haman? Yes. Mm, prime minister to the Persian king Osiris is insulted by the Jewish leader Mordecai, who refused to bow to Haman. Mm. Haman convinces the king that all Jews are rebellious and must be destroyed. To set the date of the genocide, Haman uses lots or purim, but unbeknown to Haman, Asuras queen Esther is a Jew. Go ahead, Esther. And Mordecai's niece. Esther appeals to Asuras for her people's lives. The king cannot revoke the decree to attack the Jews, but he does issue a new decree allowing the Jews to defend themselves. Yeah, the Jews and Hebrews knew how to fight. Yes, they did. Even though we're in captivity. But there always were fights. (laughs) (laughs) And and when you mentioned earlier about the other uh, kingdoms around them didn't want them to come their way because they were literally kicking butt. (laughs) So as a result, Haman and his family are executed. And the Jews killed 75,000 would-be attackers. To memorialize the victory, Mordecai institutes the Feast of Purim to be celebrated every year. So it's the Feast of Lots. And, you know, when you think of the word lots, we think of, of course, a whole lot or Abundance, mm-hmm. but you are also lots also mean, and I love words and I love the meaning of words can also mean what your condition is, yes. what your state of your person is. So, in this case, of Haman thought he had the upper hand, <laughs> but in reality, God switched that around and mm-hmm. gave, and the king made a new decree, right? Because he won't go, uh, right? He can't change what he already wrote, existing law, right? Correct, and you know, that's almost indicative of God, too. God made the laws. He cannot change them. Yeah. So we must follow suit and obey according to what he wants and desires. That's what uh, Yeshua Jesus said. I have not come yeah. to change the law, Correct. but to fulfill it. Yes. Praise God. Yes. And just like the modern day, I'm calling the Jews in Israel now, celebrate Hanukkah. The, the Feast of Purim has developed into a more national a Jewish holiday than a religious one. Mm. Uh, even though it starts with specific prayers and a reading of the book of Esther, mm-hmm. the celebration also involves giving gifts of food to friends, mm-hmm. charity to the poor, and a big meal. All right. When the book of Esther is read during uh, uh, Purim, uh, the audience joins in cheering when Mordecai's name is mentioned and shouting and making noise when Haman's name is mentioned. They have wooden noise maker helping with drawing out the name of Haman. They hate that boy. <laughs> they consuming alcohol is usually part of the event. And it well, is they were sick. wine drinkers. Oh, yeah, they yeah, were they wine drinkers. Drink. They said alcohol, wine, alcohol, and wine, two different things now. Yeah, there's one of these going on for seven days. Mm-hmm. And it is said one should drink until curse is Haman. 
uh, sounds. The name is blessed. Now you gotta be drunk if you're gonna say curse is Haman. Somehow sounds is blessed is Mordecai. How you get that? You gotta really be slurring. <laughs> well, that's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's like how we do today with during sports. We're rooting for our team. Yeah. So yeah. you're rooting for the team that is going to win versus the team that lost. So, you know, I don't see that any different well, than Purim is a man-made holiday. That's yeah, cool. That's Mordecai yeah, is yeah. the one who did that. And so, because they're also, they music, they dancing, they got parades, they got people dressing up in costumes. So, and it's, the whole thing is to praise Mordecai and, uh, and, um, demonize, uh, Haman, which, which Haman does. He, he, he does. Well, I think uh, finally uh, we're coming to um, near the end of our feast days. But what is the Day of Atonement? Hmm. The Day of Atonement listed in Leviticus. Again, we're going back to 23. You, that is where the study yes. should begin. Yes. But this particular uh, Day of Atonement is in verses 27 through 28. It's also known as Yom Kippur was the most solemn holy day of all the Israelite feasts and festivals, occurring once a year on the 10th day of the seventh month on the Hebrew calendar. Mm -hmm. Quickie, we didn't have Janu January, February yeah, right. days added. Those were added later. In the Council of Nicaea. Yes. Our calendar actually starts in April. And that's when we start the whole Passover. Right. So on that day, the high priest was to perform rituals to atone for the sins of the people. Described in Leviticus 16, 1 through 34, the atonement ritual began with Aaron or subsequent high priest of Israel mm. coming into the Holy of Holies. And remember those days they needed priests mm -hmm. because if you as a natural person or regular person, you weren't of the priest's lineage, went into the Holies of Holies, uh -oh. you weren't going to make it out. <laughs> so just to tell you. Even those priests weren't clean. Yeah, that's right. Wouldn't make mm. it out. So the solemnity of the day was underscored by Jehovah telling Moses to warn Aaron, just what you just said, mm -hmm. not to come into the most holy place whenever he felt like it. Mm -hmm. He could only come on this special day once a year, lest he die. Wow. This was not a ceremony to be taken lightly. So I think that's what's so important about this to me about this whole virus thing is we've taken things so lightly mm -hmm. forever and ever. And we never believe that anyone's going to be responsible for anything that we're not responsible for this. We're not responsible for our children. We're not responsible for our households. Wow. Uh, men are not responsible for their families that I think God's trying to tell us something. Trying to get our attention. So if this ceremony wasn't to be taken lightly and the people were to understand that atonement for sin was to be done God's way. Not your way. God's way. Not my way. God's way. So before entering the tabernacle, 
Aaron was to bathe and put on special mm. garments. He had to then be clean. clean. Wash them hands. <laughs> <laughs> then he had to sacrifice a bull for a sin offering for himself and his family. Uh-huh. The blood of the bull was to be sprinkled on the Ark of the Covenant. Then Aaron was to bring two goats, one to be sacrificed because of the uncleanliness and rebellion of the Israelites because they were hard-headed. Yes, they were. that, That is so true. Whatever their sins had been, and his blood was sprinkled on the Ark of the Covenant. Now, the other goat was used as a scapegoat. Oh, is that where they got the scapegoat from? Ah, interesting. Learned something new today. Aaron placed his hand on his head, confessed over it the rebellion and wickedness of the Israelites, and sent the goat out with an appointed man who released it into the wilderness. The goat carried on itself all the sins of the people which were forgiven for another year. Mm, I love that. That that's truly symbolic. <laughs> um, it's it just tells of the significance of the ritual. So we as Christians, seen first in the washing and cleansing of the high priest, the man who released a goat, and the man who took the sacrificed animals outside the camp to burn the carcasses. You don't have to do that anymore. Right. Jesus has already taken on all of that sacrificial Mm. uh, lamb. Israelite washing ceremonies were required throughout the Old Testament and symbolize the need for mankind to be cleansed of sin. Mm. But it wasn't until Jesus came to make the once for all sacrifice that the need for cleansing ceremony cease. Could you imagine? Mm. Do we have, mm. that means we would have to be priests like us, mm. would have to only go in once a year, and mm. we'd have to follow a certain routine that God wanted us to follow in order mm. to atone for our sins. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> for coming Woo. in and standing in the gap for that. Hebrews 7.27 states, who needed not daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifice first for his own sin and then for the people's. Mm. For this he did once when he offered up himself. So as you can Mm. see, when we talk about the Old Testament, how they had to go through all of those yeah. steps and rituals in order to cleanse themselves. Now, Jesus has stood, stood in the gap for us, and we don't have to do that and God anymore. Fore- and God foretold that when Adam and Eve sinned, he said that we will bruise the head yes. of the deceiver, and the, and the sun's going to come forth. Yes. From that time on, and all the prophets, uh, Nehemiah, um, uh, uh, they all just one. That's just one of them, but they all foretold of the coming Messiah that was going to be the Savior for all. Who would wipe away the sins of the world, yes. so that I don't have to worry about carrying in a lamb or a goat. Mm. 
or chickens it's or pigeons. Blood on my door every yeah. year. <laughs> Thank you, Jake, Thank you, Jesus. for that. We're going we're gonna to take uh, 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 another final break and uh, stay tuned. We, we're not finished yet. We'll be right back. wants a comfortable, quality, affordable home they can own and be proud of. Affordable home ownership is now reality in Ricola Gardens in Crawfordville, just 25 minutes from downtown Tallahassee or the beach. The developer with 40 years of experience builds each new home with modern kitchens with two, three, or four bedrooms and with many options such as screened-in porches, large garden bathtubs, and built-in electric generator plug-in outlets to help you make it through the next storm. Down payment and closing assistance for multiple government programs, credit repair, and mortgage loans are available. Call or text Lamar 850-727-3532 for an appointment to see your next home. That's 850-727-3532 or visit McCullough Garden Properties LLC.com. That's McCullough Garden Properties LLC.com. Guess who? It's me, Elder JC, asking your support for Livingstone's Parenting Engagement Services. What is it? It will help parents be more active in their children's lives. Other ways to support? Donate online at welivingstones.org or call us at 850-219-0091. Remember, your donation is tax-deductible. My name is Rodney Vickers, and I suffered from excruciating pain and discomfort in both legs, and I was told there was nothing that I could do. After consulting with Dr. Powell at the Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center, I began a nerve restoration program, and today I am able to walk and run without any pain, and I am in better shape than I've been in years. At Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center, we unlock your potential to be the best version of you and build your body to excellent health. Hi, my name is Dr. Powell, and we take pride in giving fast and friendly service that is tailored to your needs. We provide safe, comfortable, and effective treatments using state-of-the-art equipment. Life is full of adjustments, so get yourself realigned for a better, healthier future today. Call 402-9061. That's 402-9061. Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center. Online at dynamicspineandwellness.com. We're back uh, with our final segment of the Stone Builders Hour. Uh, right now, you're listening to us on Wave 94, but you can also listen to us on iTunes, Google Music, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify. Uh, we're just thankful to be able to uh, uh, be available for uh, the, uh, the our audience to just uh, just tune in and 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 study the word with us. 
Don't go by what we say. Just Amen. go by and verify mm. what we're saying is true. So as we prepare to wrap up the show, know this. The blood of bulls and goats could only atone for sins if the ritual was continually done year after mm. year. While Christ's sacrifice was enough for all the sins for all who have ever believed in mm. him. When his sacrifice was made by laying down his life, he declared it is finished. Thank you, Lord. John 19.30 says, When Jesus, therefore, had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghosts. He then sat down at the right hand of the Almighty, and no further sacrifice was ever needed. Just follow that up in Hebrews 10, 1 through 12. What's interesting is uh, we really need to evaluate uh, all of us that we we need to look at following these holy days and holy uh, times because Christ already sacrificed everything, so we don't have to do that anymore. But he is expecting, I believe, a sacrifice from us. Yes. And that's the sacrifice of obedience. And I always tell whenever we work with our children in school is obedience is better than sacrifice. You don't have to be sacrificing yourself anymore if you're just obedient to the word. If you're not obedient, then you're going to go through trials and tribulations. And we all still have those. I'm not saying that that's going to disappear. But if we know that if we're in tune with what yes. he's placed before us, then I believe that that's going to change how we look at things. Hmm. But the sacrifice of Christ is also seen in the two goats. Yeah. Remember, the blood of the first goat was sprinkled on the ark, ritually appeasing the wrath of God for another year. The second goat removed the sins of the people in the into the wilderness where they were forgotten and no longer clung to the people. Sin is both perpetuated and expiated. Those are two good words. Get that dictionary out. <laughs> well, let's just look at it. Sin is both perpetuated, meaning that it's crushed, that it's, it's dealt with, mm -hmm. and expiated, meaning released and let go. Praise God. So only by the sacrifice of Christ on the cross does this happen. Mm. Perpetuation, and we're going to talk about, is the act of appeasing the wrath of God. Wow, you know what means, man. Oh, yes. While expiation is an act of atoning for sin and removing it from the sinner. So, ladies and gentlemen, we always say mm -hmm. God loves the sinner, but he hates to sin. So, right there, if we're following both propitiation and expiation, then we're removing <laughs> the sin and we're appeasing God. So, if you don't remove your sin, you're not appeasing God. That's right. Both together are achieved eternally by Christ. Mm. So once saved, always saved yeah. might not always apply. Uh oh. So when he sacrificed himself on the cross, he appeased God's wrath against sin. 
taking that wrath upon himself. Mm. But remember that we have to remove it. Since we now have been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? That's yes. Romans 5, 9. And yeah. I look forward to that so much that I, I've got two more words that I am propitiated <laughs> that I'm expiated because not only am I trying to appease God, but I'm trying to remove my sin. I'm glad you were able to pronounce that because I still I tumbled over seven nights. Praise <laughs> God. Praise God. So the removal of sin by that second goat was a living parable mm. of the promise that God will remove our transgressions mm. from us as far as the east is oh, from the thank west. Thank you, Lord. That's in Psalms 103, 12. And that he will remember them no more. Thank you. In Hebrews 8, and 8 12. And also in the Hebrews uh, 10, 17. He says he would throw it into the sea of forgetfulness. That's why we can't sin anymore. <laughs> you know, Jesus when at the feast of the Passover with his disciples, he was saying, I have been very eager to eat this Passover meal with you because my suffering begins. Mm. For I tell you now that I won't eat this meal again without his meaning is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Oh. I just go by Luke 22, uh, 15 through 16. Thank you, Lord. And as the Lamb of God, Jesus was about to fulfill the meaning of Passover by giving his body to be broken mm. and his blood to be shed and sacrificed, mm. freeing us from sin and death. Mm. So during this Last Supper, Jesus established the Lord's Supper or communion because everybody takes communion. Yes. Now, you can have communion in your home just because you're not yes, at church. True. You can have communion at home, instructing his believers to always remember his sacrifice mm. by sharing the elements of bread and wine. And that's also in Luke. Now, that's further down, Luke 22, uh, 19, 19 through uh, 21. Then later, Jesus and the disciples left that upper room and went to the garden where Jesus prayed in agony to the Father. Yes, he did. And that, and that his sweat became like great drops of blood and it fell to the ground. And then, uh, you know, later on, those disciples couldn't keep their eyes open. Hey, 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 fellas, uh, I want to go pray. Y'all wait right here. And then you go pray, you come back. Oh, man, man, you're supposed to be my boys. What y'all doing sleeping, man? And you go sleeping on the oh, job. You're huh? sleeping on the job. <laughs> and then he go back do it again. And so it's like when he finally comes back again, now here comes, so everybody coming. Yes. Here, here comes the rowdy, the band of folks. And, you know, he's been betrayed. And and then uh, Peter got cut somebody's ear off. And, and he and heals like, it. Yeah, heals it. That same dude denied Christ when when uh, he, he was arrested. And, and uh, hey, isn't that Peter over there? No, it ain't me. It ain't me. Who that oh, sound like? so interesting <laughs> up until that point. Uh, before Christ uh, was crucified and resurrected, they could never find him. Isn't that amazing? He blended into the crowd. <laughs> he disappeared because he said his time, time. was not yet. That's amazing. <laughs> it's like they try. It's like then we just see that guy walk. And that's why when they say, even now, if they, Jesus tell you, if they say that I'm in the in the in the wilderness or in yeah. the desert, don't believe it. If you think that I'm in a, you don't believe it because he's. 
everywhere. Amen. Praise God. Well, um, we're, uh, we talked about uh, the removal of sin by the second goat was a living parable of the promise that God would remove our transgression, mm-hmm. transgression from us as far as the east is from the west. And that's in Psalm 103.12. I think the pastor already mentioned that. So right now, I think we're going to um, look at our sponsor, uh, yes. Dr. Elton Powell at Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center. Visit his website. We have been mentioning him over and over. I think he has some great, um, not only tools for you who yes. want to lose weight. Um, if you're having some back problems, uh, you can reach him at www.dynamicspineandwellness.com. Or you can reach him at 850-402-9061. And I think with the us moving into really the high season of the Holy Feast, um, Pastor, would you like to end us with a prayer? Well, Father, we just uh, bow down in all of you. Uh, we just thank uh, uh, you for uh, giving us uh, the Tenth Commandments and providing us always uh, an escape route yes. through your son, Jesus, to uh, confess our sins, yes. uh, to repent and to be baptized and not to sin no more. Father, as uh, this uh, virus uh, has taken our economy from being at a at a halt-time mm. high to now at an all-time low that is affecting each and every one of us that it's a reality that death is right around the corner. Yes. And Father, we know that what is we're experiencing now was written already in the Word through plagues, uh, through disease. It's always been written about. So, Father, this is a way for our eyes to be open and the scales to come off our eyes and the plugs out of our ears so that we can hear your quiet, sweet voice on what thus says the Lord. Thank you. We just want to say thank you, Jesus, for laying down your life so that we may have life more abundantly. We just pray for every family that's out there that is dealing with the virus, Mm -hmm. who has the virus, who has been, uh, who have passed away, those who are left behind, the families that have been left behind. We just ask that, uh, God, you just provide them comfort during this time of hurt, during this time of need. And we know that you are Jehovah uh, Rafa, the Lord who heals, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord yes, who provides. God, yes. And we just ask that you provide healing uh, over our friends and families and neighbors so that no weapon can form against them can no longer prosper. Yes, Father, we just ask that during this time of, uh, of everyone's in a jeopardy, their homes, their cars, their monies, everything's in jeopardy. But you said in Corinth, keep your mind on things, things above and not yes, on things Lord. around us. Yes. And so, Father, we just ask that for all of us to keep focused on you so that no weapon again can form against us. And we just want to thank you, Father, thank you. for your continual grace and mercy that's yet to come. 
In the mighty name of Jesus, I say amen. Amen. But until next week. And we're out. All right. I sought the Lord And He answered me And delivered me From every fear